Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Podmas episode 3 of The Matcha Diaries with your hosts, Cara and Leo. Yay! Oh, are we going to do yay again? Yay! <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're very excited for this one. It's been two days for you if you've been keeping up with our Podmas episodes because we're releasing these every two days. Yes. But for us, it's been about three minutes three of minutes. a pee break. This feels, <laughs> it actually feels really weird doing episodes so, like, soon after. Um... Usually we have so much, so many updates, but maybe this is good for our short Christmas episodes. Yes, we're trying to keep these shorter. And I guess afterwards, like after Podmas, you can let us know if you enjoyed the shorter versions. To be fair, the last episode we recorded was like 40 minutes, so that's kind of not that short. But <laughs> no. it's, we got carried away with the Christmas movies, Yeah, which we do apologize for. But, you know, you get what you sign up for with this podcast. <laughs> you just never know how long it's going to be. But I'm so excited for this episode, actually, because it's all about books and our Christmas Yay! Christmas book recommendations, um, what we've read. We have a few, surprisingly, we haven't read that many Christmassy books. So we've got a few that we have read that we recommend and then um, books that we would like to read. Yes. And we thought we'd start off because I think we want to do like a little tiny segment of like just either gratitude or something we're enjoying or recommending. Yeah. That hasn't got that much to do with the episode topic, but in this case it kind of does. Last episode we did the gratitude, and then today we wanted to do what we're currently reading and yeah. our thoughts on it. So, Cara, what are you reading at the okay. moment? So, I am reading a book called Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. I got recommended this on TikTok. It was going going a bit viral, and I was like, you know what, I'll give it a go. It's a very, very quick read, I'll say. I'm really enjoying it, but it's definitely, like, feel-good, easy read. Um, What's the premise? Really cute characters. So, basically, it's about a girl that her brother has been sent off um, to war to fight. He chose, he, like, enlisted to go to war. Um, It's a fight between two gods, and you kind of learn the story of why the gods are fighting. Um, So, that's, like, a cool little... It's, like, a fantasy book, so cool little aspect of it is learning about the gods and why they hate each other and that aspect of it is really cool but so she her brother has just been sent off um her mom doesn't handle that well so her mom goes like starts drinking a lot loses her job 
So oh, the no. girl has to quit school um, and then get a job at uh, a newspaper place called the Gazette, where she then meets her like rival competitor enemy guy. It's like enemies to lovers. Um, there's also also like a magic aspect to it. So basically, um, she writes letters to her uh, brother on a typewriter um, that was like handed down in the family. Uh, but her brother never wrote back, even though he promised that he would. So she started just writing these letters and then putting them under her wardrobe. Um, and then, surprise, someone is getting those letters and starts writing back and they form a relationship. We know very early on in the book who that is. Um, and he knows that it's her writing on the other side, but she just doesn't know who it is. Anyways, she decides to quit her job um at the gazette and then she i'm not gonna spoil too much but she then enlists um to be a war correspondent so she actually goes to try find her brother um maybe someone joins along we don't know um (laughs) but it's easy read like there's cute the way they write to each other is very very cute um but it's not like life i feel like when you're following it by from like babel which we were reading i'm it feels so much easier to read, which is nice. And I think it's exactly mm. what I was craving. But yes, I'm really, really enjoying it. I do think I will finish it today. Does it sound interesting? Do you Love feel it. like you'd read it? It does. It sounds interesting. I was saying when you were like describing the book to me earlier, that it sounds a bit like You've Got Mail, like the premise of like the writing letters and one person knows who it is. And I love You've Got Mail. So yeah, I just have a lot on my TBR. So I don't know when I'll read it, but I definitely do want to read it. Maybe we should do like a book swap the next time we see each other. Yes, that would be very Because you've got cute. a couple of books that I want to read. Yeah, I'll give them to you. Because you've been getting into like fantasy books that I've never read before. Nice. Look at me. <laughs> I'm like really proud of myself reading like choosing a book for myself it's actually quite scary choosing a book for yourself when you're not for at least for me because I've always been recommended a book by you so I like know it's gonna be good going into it um (laughs) so when I find a book by myself and I'm like actually it's not that bad and I could recommend it I'm like yay (laughs) I love that so much (laughs) also actually can I share something that I'm proud of in terms of books yes you know how my reading goal was 50 books. Yeah. And oh, I think I've already said this on a podcast. I'm one of those people. Well, I don't know if I've already said that I'm now on 52 and I'm proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself that I feel like I need to mention it <laughs> at every given point in time. <laughs> and I feel like I can definitely hit like 55 books by the end of the year. I feel like you could do more. I swear you read like three books a week. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. But I really feel like if you are not normally a fantasy reader, then this is the time to get into fantasy. There's so many good fantasy books out right now that you can start with. And I know a lot of people right now who are like getting into either Court of Thorns and Roses or Fourthwing, which I just, I'm surprised by like how not mainstream it is outside of book talk. I think I like assume that book talk, like whatever you see on TikTok, everyone would have seen it. Yeah. And also, like, A Court of Thrones and Roses, I literally read in 2020. Like, for me, that's, like, not old news, but, like, come on. Yeah. It's been ages. Yeah. And I literally met up with some girls yesterday, and neither of them had... It was four of them. Neither of them had ever heard of The Fourth Wing. And I'm like, I don't understand what rock you've been living under. Only one of them had been, like, just started A Court of Thrones and Roses. That is Which I'm just like, wow, you are missing out. And lucky you, because you've still got it ahead of you. Lucky you. If you haven't heard of either of those series, get into it right now. You will. To be honest, I think it's very. You will thank me later. Like I feel lucky because I obviously have you that 
has been reading for so long. No, but like I feel like I've gotten so much more into books because of our relationship. Um, oh my god! And then obviously because we kind of share the Match Diary TikTok, I'm also very much on Book Talk. So yeah, I do think you just have to be introduced to it, and then once you are, you're just like consumed mm. by it. But um, yeah. So are you? Do you want to share what you're reading now as well? Yeah, so I'm reading Iron Flame, which is a second book in the Fourth Wing series. I think it's called like the Empyrean series. Let me quickly check. Um, yes, the Empyrean series. And it is about dragons. It is about a war academy. It is about, again, enemies to lovers. It is, it sounds like just another fantasy book, but I promise you it's not. Mm. I think it's honestly like, gonna be the next harry potter it is just i hope so and i know we've recommended this before but it's just incredible can't rave about it enough and i'm like almost finished with the second book so i'm i think i'm gonna finish it today and i just don't want to finish it but i do want to read it it's amazing and i I know i'm gonna have like a big big fat book hangover after this so (laughs) i don't quite know what's gonna cure it um potentially another fantasy book or a Christmas book, which actually, oh my god, wait, let me get something because did I tell the podcast about my Harper Collins package? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I need to also mention that because I should read that actually. What did you get? Ooh. It's a Christmassy book. So one of the books that Harper Collins sent me, not to do with the Magic Diaries, obviously, because otherwise Cara would have received it too, but to do with my normal job. Um I received HarperCollins books or HarperCollins very kindly sent me some books and one of the books is a Christmas book so it's called One Christmas Morning and it's by Rachel Greenlaw so I'm excited maybe I can read the the back cover of the book when we go through like our our TBR please do okay so should we just get into it do you want to recommend um the books that you have read that are like in a Christmassy theme yes so honestly I think the only Christmas book I've ever like Christmas themed book I've ever ever read is um The Party Crasher by Sophie Kinsella which I didn't know of the did I say her name weirdly I don't know um no no I didn't know of the author but when I told you that I read it you were like oh my god I love her so curious to see all the other books that she has but yeah it's called The Party Crasher um I'll read the little Uh, yes description is that what it's called book description yes okay so it says the talbots are having one last party at their family home but effie hasn't been invited effie's still not over her parents splitting up a year ago her dad and his new girlfriend are posting their pdas all over instagram and no one should have to deal with photos of their dad with the hashtags hashtag viagra works and hashtag sex in your 60s now they're selling a house <laughs> now they're selling the beloved home um and holding a house cooling party when Effie receives only a last minute anti invitation she decides to give it a miss until she remembers her precious russian dolls safely tucked away up a chimney she'll have to go back for them but not as a guest she'll just creep in grab the dolls and make a swift exit no one will know she was there of course, nothing goes to plan. Not only does Effie bump into her ex-boyfriend, who's who she's very much not over, she can't find the dolls. And as she secretly clambers around dusty attics, hides under tables, and mournfully eyes up the dessert table, she discovers unexpected truths about her family, and even about herself. With time and hiding places running out, Effie starts to wonder if she'd be if she'd be better off simply crashing the party. 
perhaps that's the only way to find out what's really going on with her family. Ooh. Cute, right? That sounds so good. I really, I do want to read it. Sophie Kinsella probably is one of the first authors I read mm. when I was like a teenager because my mom used to read her a lot. Cute. And she, she literally has written like over 120 books. They're all in like Crazy. the romance kind of, I guess some like family yeah. tropes as well, like genre. And they're all very funny, like very witty banter, like kind of laugh out loud style. I was and I was going to say that. So I think this book was one of the first books that I had ever like actually like giggled out loud reading. Yeah. Um, and it's a very quick read. Like I read it in an evening and then the next morning I like finished it off. So just so cute. And like you really get engaged. Like, like I still, I read it almost a year ago and I like vividly, still remember like the images that I created of like the scenes in my head yeah so yes it's just it's very frazzled English woman aesthetic isn't it it is the main characters (laughs) yeah and also like the things like the hashtag Instagram stuff like it's very I don't know like funny you know I love it so if you like this book I can really my favorite book of Sophie Kinsella's is called The Undomestic Goddess Ooh, it's not a Christmassy book so I guess it's kind of misplaced here <laughs> it's an older one of hers it was like published in 2005 yeah but it's really good it's like a london lawyer like corporate woman who then for some reason i won't disclose yeah. ends up working as a nanny for this really rich family yeah which obviously she like can't do anything in the house like she's not good at anything so she kind of has to like learn as she goes <laughs> along and obviously lots of stuff goes wrong there's like a love element too and she kind of has to pretend that she is this like experienced person in the home, yeah. you know. So it's it's really funny and cute. And actually, my other Christmas recommendation is also from Sophie Kinsella. If you guys know like the Shopaholic series, which obviously has also been made into a movie, which is probably what she's like most known for in like the general public. Mm-hmm. And she has there's a Christmas Shopaholic edition, which. To be fair, it wasn't like my favorite Sophie Kinsella book, but again, it's Cute. very easy to read. It's this this girl who basically is addicted to, sh- to shopping, and um, she and she is always trying to resist it because obviously she has like credit card debt, and she has like her boyfriend who's like always trying to stop her. And the <laughs> description of this is: Becky Brandon adores Christmas. It's always the same: mom and dad hosting, carols playing, mom pretending she made the Christmas pudding, and the next door neighbors coming around for sherry in their terrible festive jumpers. And now it's even easier with online bargain shopping sites. If you spend enough, you even get free delivery. Sorted. <laughs> but this year looks set to be different. Unable to resist the draw of craft beer and smashed avocado, Becky's parents are moving to the ultra-trendy Shoreditch and have asked Becky if she'll host Christmas this year. What could possibly go wrong? With sister Jess demanding a vegan turkey, husband Luke determined that he just wants aftershave again, and little Minnie insisting on a very specific picnic hamper, surely Becky can manage all of this, as well as the surprise appearance of an old boyfriend and his pushy new girlfriend, whose motives are far from clear. Ooh. Will chaos ensue, or will Becky manage to bring comfort and joy to Christmas? Cute! <laughs> that sounds so fun. Very cute. Also, I don't think you needed to have what, like read the other shopaholic books to read this one like I think even if you've just watched the movie it's kind of enough and then the next book we've both read because it was a book club read and we kind of hinted at this in another podcast episode that we did yeah it was called kiss her once for me by Allison how do you pronounce her last name called no idea Cochrane Cochrane I don't know sorry no clue (laughs) c-o-c-h-r-u-n 
So um, the little description is, after a failed Christmas Eve romance last year and the loss of her job, Ellie Oliver is just looking for some stability in her life. Now she's working at a bookshop, trying to make ends meet. But when the shop's landlord proposes a desperate, drunken plan to enter into a marriage of convenience to access his inheritance and help alleviate Ellie's financial problems, she soon finds herself agreeing to spend the holidays with his family to keep up the ruse. There she finds the last person she ever expected to see again, the woman who broke her heart last Christmas, who happens to be her fake fiancé's sister. Is a real chance at love worth risking a fake but certain future? Question mark. <laughs> also, I've just realized that this description is wrong. It's not a bookshop. I, it was a coffee wait, shop. Wait, I was... I'm not gonna lie. While I was reading that, I was like, wow, I clearly misunderstood it because I don't remember it being a bookshop. I remember no. it. No. Yeah. Because I got this from like a blog article. So this blog person. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> yes, okay. I I love how I was like doubting myself, but I was like, I'm probably wrong. But yes, I remember it being a coffee shop. This one was just, I think it, it touched on like some more serious issues as well. Like on like anxiety and... Yeah. It's also obviously has like representation of like queer relationships in it and also like non-binary people. And I feel like it they, it's done very well and just... It just, again, is like a warm hug in a book. Like, it feels yeah. very, very festive. I think that I def- I preferred that to the Christmas Shopaholic. Like, yeah. really cute. I like the characters in it. Also, it was very, like, there. there's one, I call it like a scene, because in my mind I pictured it. But they she gets trapped with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being trapped scenes. Yeah, I know. Like, and they, like... Not in a scary way. They man- <laughs> They have to, like, stay in this, like, house that barely has any heating. They get the fireplace on, and they're drinking, like, hot chocolates together. And it's just, like, so... I think it was hot chocolate. So they were drinking something together, but it was just so such a cute, like, little moment in the book. Yeah, it's set in like the the chalet of like the rich family, like of the of the guy she's obviously fake dating. Yeah, and it's just so cool because it's like the fake dating trope, but like done differently. Yeah. Okay, so now moving on to our TBR. This is kind of a a mix of books that I've seen advertised on like TikTok, Instagram, when you Google like Christmas books. Yeah. So kind of books that I would like to read. And some of them have been like on my TBR for like a couple of Christmases. I have read other Christmas books, but I can't necessarily recommend them because they're like, you know, those books, which you see at like train stations or like the ones with like the cliche covers. Yeah. Like swirly writing. (laughs) Yeah. The Christmas. The Christmas Cafe, the Christmas Bookshop, like, that type of book. Yeah. And I've read a lot of those, because for some reason, I think I probably got them from, like, charity bookshops or, Mm -hmm. like, train station books or, you know, that type of vibe. But I, not a single one of them sticks out in my mind, so I can't. I love how you have, in the the list that you've made, you have both the Christmas Cafe and the Christmas Bookshop. (laughs) Oh my god. So have you And there's definitely like have you, five books of those that Oh fair. Exist. So these aren't the ones you've read. No, 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 no. These are all like books I want to read. Okay, cool. Love that I Okay. So should I should I start with the HarperCollins one that I got sent? Yes. Which this one I definitely will read because I obviously have the physical copy. So the back of the book says, They say you know when you meet the one. 
The moment Eva locked eyes with James over a library bookshelf, she knew she'd found her soulmate. <laughs> over ten years, they fell in love, got married, and made plans to start a family. Until everything changed one December three years ago, and they've been drifting apart ever since. Eva hopes that a friend's holiday party at an old manor house in Cornwall will give them the chance to reconnect. But the last thing she expects is to wake up on Christmas morning in the body of a different guest. Oh, <gasps> switch! As Ava is forced to keep reliving Christmas Day from the perspective of those closest to her, she realizes just how much her life has fallen off track. But can Eva break the cycle and save her future with James before it's too late? Oh my- Kind of a vibe. I'm excited for this one. I like how you were like, oh my god, twist! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. Okay. I mean, I kind of want to read that now. Okay, body switches. Okay, you'll have to let us know- Maybe make that a quick read I and will. then let us know in, in one of the Christmas episodes uh, your thoughts on it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read it next after The Iron Flame. Perfect. Stunning. Okay, do you want to continue with reading the next one on our TBR? Yes, so we've got The Christmas Bookshop by Jenny Colgan. Again, sorry if I'm butchering the name. Um, but the description is... Laid off from her department store job, Cameron has little cash and a few options. The prospect of spending Christmas with her perfect sister, Sophia, in Sophia's perfect house with her perfect children and her perfectly ordered yuppie life does not appeal. Frankly, Sophia doesn't exactly want her prickly sister, Carmen, there either, but Sophia has yet another baby on the way, a mother desperate to see her daughters get along and a client who needs help revitalizing his shabby old bookshop so Carmen moves in and takes the job. Thrown rather suddenly into the inner workings of Miss McCready's ancient bookshop on the picturesque streets of historic Edinburgh, Carmen is intrigued despite herself. The store is dusty and disorganized, but undeniably charming. Can she breathe some new life into it in time for Christmas shopping? What will happen when a famous and charismatic author takes a sudden interest in the bookshop and Carmen? And will the Christmas spirit be enough to help heal her fractured family? I think this sounds very adorable. I love that it's in Edinburgh and a bookshop. It does. Also the bookshop and then, like, I know it's like famous author, but it kind of gives uh, Notting Hill vibes in my brain. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, he's more of a famous actor, right? Oh, no, she or is. Or even The Summer I Turned Pretty. Or The Summer I Turned Pretty, true. Um so okay that seems I, cute i suggest one of us has to take one for the team and like read each of these books like we can divide the list and conquer yes okay and then if it's good the other person can also read it sounds like a plan <laughs> <laughs> okay next one is a merry little meet cute by julie murphy and sierra simone and this seems to be like a an author duo they've got another christmas book out which i think also might be on this on this tbr but i've mm. seen a lot about this i think it's like on the on the spicy christmas rom-com lists Ooh. so description is b hobbs aka bianca von honey has a successful career as a plus-size adult film star aka i'm assuming like porn <laughs> movies i don't know with a huge following and two supportive moms b couldn't ask for more but when B's favorite producer costs her to star in a Christmas movie, he is making for the squeaky... Oh. <laughs> but when B's favorite producer costs her to star in a Christmas movie he's making for the squeaky clean Hope Channel, B's career is about to take a more family-friendly direction. Forced to keep her work as Bianca under wraps, 
B quickly learns that this is a task a lot easier said than done. Though it all becomes worthwhile when she discovers her co-star is none other than childhood crush Nolan Shaw, an ex-boy band member in desperate need of career rehab. Nolan's promised his bulldog manager to keep it zipped up on set, and he will, if it means he'll be able to provide a more stable living situation for his sister and mom. But things heat up quickly in Christmas Notch, Vermont, when Nolan recognizes his new co-star from her Closed Doors account. Oh yeah, he's a member. Okay. It sounds like OnlyFans, but closed doors. <laughs> now B and Nolan are sneaking off for quickies on set, keeping their new relationship a secret from the Hope Channel's execs. Things only get trickier when the reporter who torpedoed Nolan's singing career comes snooping around and takes an instant interest in mysterious newcomer B. And if B and Nolan can't keep their off-camera romance behind the scenes, then this merry little meet-cute might end up on the cutting room floor. Very interesting. Sounds like nothing I've ever read. No. And and I feel like there's it's a lot like to take in <laughs> in the description. I know there's a lot going on, but intriguing. Yeah. Intriguing. Again, I've seen this a lot of places, so intriguing. Might be good. And again, I've I've never read anything of these authors versus the next two that are coming are like quite famous authors that I've either read or like heard stuff about. And you like both? Lindsay Kalk, yeah. She's like a She's the author of the series, wait, what is it called? It's like I Heart New York, I Heart London, like mm. all those. Still Sophie Kinsella-esque, I would say. Like same same genre of books. Cute. Um, so we've got The Christmas Wish by Lindsay Kelk. The description is Newly single lawyer Gwen Baker is hoping that a family Christmas countryside, a mountain of food and festive films, will solve the sting of her career hanging by a thread and her heart being trampled on, because everyone else has their life sorted. Even Dev, her boy-next-door crush, is now a tall, dark, and handsome stranger with a fiancé <laughs> now! <laughs> she no. can't help wishing her future was clear. Then Gwen wakes up to discover it's Christmas Day all over again, like Groundhog Day but with eggnog. And family arguments on repeat. Oh no. <laughs> As she figures out how to escape her own particular Christmas hell, Dev is the one bright spot. He might be all grown up, but underneath he's just as kind and funny as she remembers. Maybe, just maybe, her heart can be mended after all. But how do you fall in love with someone who can't remember you from one day to the next? Interesting. <laughs> Wait, I'm like intrigued because he's he has a fiance. This is also I realized this book is from 2014. Oh damn! So I feel like it's like a a common trope in like older books or movies that they like are engaged or have like partners. That's interesting. Um, but also the fact that she knew him, but then then yeah, the day keeps on going on repeat. Oh, I mean, interesting. I'm intrigued. Um, right. Do you want to read the next one, my love? Yes, the next one is by Tessa Bailey, and I've not read any of her books, but she is, like, very famous, I think, for her spicy rom-com books. Like, I see them everywhere in bookshops. Like, Unfortunately Yours is by her. Um, another one which I've... Oh, the, like, ice skating... No, that's from someone else, I think. But it's, like, kind of that vein of of books. It Happened One Summer is by her, mm. Hook, Line, and Sinker. They all have, like, hundreds and thousands of ratings, like, on Goodreads, so definitely, like, a famous author. Just haven't, just haven't read her yet. Um, but anyways, this book is called Wreck the Holes. <laughs> Funny little wordplay. Oh my god. Uh, so, the description of this book is, Melody Gallard may be the daughter of music royalty, but her world is far from glamorous. She spends her days restoring old books and avoiding the limelight. 
one awkward tabloid photo is enough. Thanks. But when a producer offers her a lot of money to reunite her mother's band on live TV, Mel begins to wonder if it's time to rattle the cage, shake up her quiet life, and see him again. The only other person who could wrangle the rock and roll divas. Beat Dawkins, the lead singer's son, is Melody's opposite. The camera loves him, he could charm the pants of anyone, and his mom is not a potential cult leader. <laughs> Still, they might have been best friends, if not for the legendary feud that broke up the band. When they met as teenagers, Mel felt an instant spark, but it's nothing compared to the wild, intense attraction that builds as they embark on a madcap mission to convince their mothers to perform one last show. While dealing with rockstar shenanigans, a 24-hour film crew, brawling Santas, and mobs of adoring fans, Mel starts to step out of her comfort zone. With Beat by her side, cheering her on, she's never felt so understood. But Christmas Eve is fast approaching, and a decades-old scandal is poised to wreck everything. The Steelbirds reunion, their relationships with their mothers, and their newfound love. Hmm. I like this Sounds one. interesting. You know what I find funny is like all of these Christmas books are very much the like silly romance trope, which I really haven't read that much this year of. Yeah. Because we've read like, I feel like I've read quite a few like actually good books. <laughs> no. Not saying that these aren't actually good, but no, like I get the what quality you mean. of writing. I mean, it go. it's like very similar to what we were saying in the movie episode. Mm. That, like, it's all, if you want not to take life seriously and just, like, have, like, feel good, funny, silly, I think it's very similar to the books in this sense. Yeah. That it's, like... Filled with a lot of tropes it, and cliches. And it's, yeah, it's going to be very cliche. You're going to... There's no surprises. You're probably going to know what's going to happen. It's going to be very obvious. But it's, like, feel good, quick read. Like, that's exactly, I think, what you want in this season. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued to, like, read some more of these. Yes. The other book that we wanted to talk about was um, The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. I think the K is silent. (laughs) Um, But this is another feel-good holiday rom-com about identical twins who swap lives 12 days before Christmas. And all they want for Christmas is a different life. So swapping lives. Huh? Yeah, I didn't know this was such a popular trope. The what? The twins switching? Yeah, I don't know. Like... People switching. It's, like, everywhere. I don't know what it means. Like, I guess it's people trying... I think a lot of the time you want to... A lot of the times you want to be someone else. So it probably taps into that feeling yeah. of, like, oh, I wish I was this or this or this. Which is quite sad, but... It's, like, ha- seeing things from other people's perspective but also realizing that you don't want to be in anyone's life but yours. Yeah. Ultimately. Very interesting. Um. So it says, When chef Charlie Goodwin gets hit on the head on the LA set of her reality baking show... She loses a lot more than consciousness. She also loses her ability to taste and smell, both critical to her success as show judge. Meanwhile, Charlie's identical twin, Cass, is frantically trying to hold her own life together back in their quaint mountain hometown while running the family's bustling bakery and dealing with her ex, who won't get the memo that they're over. With only days until Christmas, a desperate Charlie asks Cass to do something they haven't done since they were kids. Switch places. Looking for her own escape from reality, Cass agrees, but temporarily trading lives proves more complicated than they imagined, especially when rugged firefighter Jake Greenman and gorgeous physician assistant Miguel Rodriguez Uh are thrown into the mix. Will the twins' identities swap be a recipe for disaster, or does it have all the right ingredients for getting their lives back on track? 
Interesting. It's giving the princess switch, but different. It's giving the princess switch. Um, it sounds kind of cute. Yeah, it does. But yeah, there's quite a few other books, but we, for the sake of time, we just want to get into the songs bit of the episode so we can we can name them. Yes, let's do that. Just so you can research them yourself. Yeah. So, A Holly Jolly Ever After, again by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. The Christmas Cafe by Eliza Evans. <laughs> Window Shopping, again by Tessa Bailey. Bright Lights, Big Christmas by Mary K. Andrew. Mary? Mary. And this seems, I feel like this is more of like a family type of book. So maybe a bit of a different vibe category than the others. Yeah. Okay, shall we get into the songs? Yes. Um, so you put you put a specific playlist. Is this like your go-to Christmas playlist? It's basically just my playlist. I've created it. You made it? Spotify. <laughs> I made it. So I can, again, we can link it in the show notes. Uh, it's just called Tis the Season. I was like searching okay. it and I didn't realize... I, I feel like there's quite a few named Tis, Tis there's, the Season. Yeah, my, my name is... Alas, not that original. So, but <laughs> I've made it and uh, it just includes like all of... It's not like traditional Christmas songs, I would say. I think it's more like the pop versions of them. Oh my god, cute. And they're all just like very cute, happy songs to listen to. And I'm very happy to take song recommendations. So if you have any others, like if you if you like to listen to the playlist and you're like, oh, but it's missing this song, then just message us and I'll add it. So it can be like our playlist. That is so cute. Definitely, I can't find it for some reason, so definitely send it to me. I'll send it to you. Um, but I added a few songs as well that are like, I love listening to in Christmas. I've got the classic, I feel like the very old school vibes, like you you hear these songs in movies or in like, I don't know, when you're out shopping <laughs> and there's just mm. like cute Christmas movie uh, songs. So we've got Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, classic. Rockin' Around we have it's the most wonderful time wonderful time of the year um and then obviously frosty the snowman frosty the snowman last christmas last christmas gave you my heart i love any version of this song there's i don't care if it's like a cover or anything it's just good i agree um, and then White Christmas. This is just like, I feel like these are the songs I want to listen to when putting up my Christmas tree. Mm, love it. Yeah, just very nice. And then in terms of a more poppy song, there's obviously Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande, which I feel like is just like so fun. Santa Tell Me. Do you really yeah. care? Um, and then one of the prettier songs, which is like, it's a cover of an of another singer, but I don't know the name of the original singer. Oops. But it's The Power of Love. Um, and I love the Gabriella Applin or Gabrielle Applin version. Um, it's just so pretty. And her voice is like insane in it. Um, oh, I love it. You have to listen to it. It's really cute. But yes, those are my okay. like top Christmas songs. I love it. I'm just thinking, I mean, I can't believe that Mistletoe isn't on there from Justin Bieber. Is he not in your playlist? He is, but... <laughs> I mean, Mistletoe, He's obviously. Not, he has to be shouted out. Okay. We are shouting also, out. Also, I... I really like I'll Be Home for Christmas um, by, but the Megan Trainer version. Mm, true. Um, I'll be, actually, I'll Be Home, her version is Also, cold. Baby is Cold Outside, even though I know it's like creepy, I do still lo- like the song. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also like That Christmas Feeling by Olivia Olsen. I don't know if you know it. No. Also, Sabrina Carpenter has brought out a new Christmas album. <gasps> uh, also, did you know Cher did, apparently? 
No. Oh my god, wait. Let me... But she did... I Like, I listened to one of the songs and it's quite modern. It's, it has the word DJ in it. <laughs> oh. Also, The Vamps and... Has, like, a Christmas album, which is also, like, very, like, One Direction, like, nostalgic style. Same as, like, Why Don't We? Like, it's very... Yeah, Love that. One Direction, Young Justin Yeah, wait, style, this is which... so weird. Like, so I'm just looking at Cher's album. She has, so her the song that I listened to is called DJ Play a Christmas Song. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. And it was very, like, <laughs> like, poppy, which is weird for Cher. Like, I'm not used to, I like her, like, old songs and stuff. But then I'm just looking here and she has a song with Tyga as well. <laughs> oh my god, and one with Michael Bublé. Okay. And Michael Bublé. Shall we quickly play it? Go on then. Oh, shit. It's just appearing in my AirPods, so no one in the pod can hear Oh, me. damn. <laughs> also, maybe <laughs> Anyways, copyright. I don't um, know if we can do that. But. Clearly. Okay. Well, oh, there's a playlist called New Music Holiday. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, I think that's kind of it for this episode. Yes. Um, let us know if you have any other book recommendations or songs um yes and let us know what you're planning to read this christmas hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back in your ears in literally two days so speak to you very very soon (laughs) speak to you very soon bye everyone bye bye